Well, good morning to you. It is wonderful to be here. It's wonderful to be able to see you again. It's wonderful to worship together. And uh, what a privilege. What a, uh, it's a great privilege to be able to gather as God's people where, where the blood of Jesus has brought us together. And we're one in him and, and we could assemble and worship and honor and praise our Father together this morning. It's a, it's a great day. It's a great, great thing to be able to do that. This morning, I want to consider a couple that is mentioned six times in the Bible. And every time that this couple is mentioned, they're always mentioned together. Never as individuals, but always together. And as far as I can tell, this is the only couple in the New Testament mentioned by name this many times in a positive manner. And so I want to discuss this great and godly couple, Aquila and Priscilla, this morning with you. Now, Aquila and Priscilla, they were a husband and wife team, and they worked very hard for the Lord. And they seemed to do a lot of traveling alongside the Apostle Paul. And what a blessing it is that when you have a husband and when you have a wife that work together side by side, both working for the Lord. And when you have that, what an awesome blessing it is, not only within that marriage, but what an awesome thing that is within a congregation and within the church when that happens. And so we're going to approach our study about Aquila and Priscilla, this great couple, glean some observations from them, see what we can learn from them. How can we boost our marriages? How can we work together in our marriages that benefit other people, that benefit the congregation, that benefit the church? And... I, I brainstormed how am I going to approach this, and I think the best approach is to look at their life in a chronological order in, in, the, in the scriptures. And so that's how we're going to approach it, and we're going to kind of see things that they went through, travels that they, that they uh, went through as well, who they encountered uh, throughout their time that are mentioned in the scriptures. And so we begin in Acts chapter 18 this morning. And in Acts chapter 18, I want to read the first three verses here. It says, After these things, Paul departed from Athens and went to Corinth, and he found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to depart from Rome. And he came to them. So, because he was of the same trade, he stayed with them, and worked, for by occupation they were tent makers. And so this is the first time we're introduced to Aquila and Priscilla here in the scriptures. And as kind of serve as a context here, Paul, he left Athens, he went to Corinth, and he ran into this couple. In fact, they had not been in Corinth very long because, as it says, Luke says here, they've been kicked out of Rome. And the reason for this is because Aquila was a Jew. And the emperor Claudius, uh, Claudius expelled the Jews 
um, from Rome. Most scholars agree this is maybe around the year 80, uh, maybe 51 or 52. But most agree the reason why he expelled the Jews out of Rome is because of the uproar among the Jews concerning um, much discussion, much trouble about Jesus being the Messiah. And he said, you know what? We don't need this in here. We don't need you guys in here. You're getting out. And that's exactly what happened. And so they had to relocate. So in a way, Aquila and Priscilla left Rome due to a kind of persecution that was happening there in Rome. Now, we don't necessarily know if they were uh, Christians or not while they were in Rome. Some would say that they were Christians already before they had came here to Corinth, because uh, if they weren't, some would think that Luke would have recorded their conversion here in Corinth. To me, it's kind of a moot point, because we do find them working in the church as Christians um, as we study the scriptures this morning. One thing we do know about this couple, though, is that Aquila and Priscilla were tent makers. They worked together in their profession. And Paul, well, he happened to be a tent maker, too, and he joined them. And what we're going to see in our study about this couple is that even though they had their professions as tent makers, they were still able to devote time to the church. And that could be challenging. That could be a challenging balance between our occupation or our career and then finding time for the congregation and for the church as a whole. Because we go to work and we get home around five and we get dinner ready and we eat dinner. We spend time with family and we get some errands done. And before you know it, it's time for bed. So how do you fit the church in? Well, that's a question only you can answer. I don't know your schedule or how busy you are, but you know how you spend your days. And you know your balance of time with your work and then your family and then other obligations. And you should be able to know how you are to fit the Lord's church into your schedule. And we don't know Aquila and Priscilla's daily schedule, but we're going to see how they devoted their time and life to the church and to their local congregation, no matter where they went. And so we see that, but we see another thing about this couple. Paul stayed with them in Corinth. If you look at verse number, uh, actually, I don't have it up here, but if you had your Bibles open there, chapter 18, you go down to verse number 11. And verse number 11 says that Paul was in Corinth for a year and a half. Now, whether he stayed with Aquila and Priscilla for that entire amount of time for a year and a half, or maybe just part of that time, we see a couple who is hospitable to others. And as you know, as a couple, well, it takes a team to extend hospitality to other people, doesn't it? There's got to be some type of coordination and some planning that has to happen. It takes work. Preparation has to be made. Sometimes a bedroom has to be given up in order for someone else to stay. And so giving up your privacy, giving up your alone time, well, that is sacrificed in showing hospitality to somebody else or to another family. But that is what we see with Aquila and Priscilla 
here in Corinth. They opened their home to a godly man, this man being Paul. Can you imagine having Paul stay with you? That would have been something. Just to sit around at night and talk about what he's gone through, talk about him, talking about the church, his love for the church, his devotion, his previous life. That would be pretty awesome. And Aquila and Priscilla were able to do just that with Paul because of their act of love through their hospitality to this godly man. And other things, when you bring in people, maybe in the church, the hospitality or the, the conversations that can develop when you have people in your home and the bonds that you can make with people when you extend that type of hospitality. But that's what they showed. And they were great at doing just that. And so that's what we see in their, in their, uh, within this, just these three verses here. And now we find that they've been in Corinth for a while, but now um, they leave Corinth and we're going to skip on down to verse number 18 and 19. We're still here in chapter 18 of the book of Acts, where it says, Paul still remained a good while. Then he took leave of the brethren and sailed for Syria, and Priscilla and Aquila were with him. He had his hair cut off at Centuria, for he had taken a vow, and he came to Ephesus and left them there, but he himself entered the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. So they leave Corinth, they get to Ephesus, and Paul leaves them there in Ephesus, and he makes plans to come back. But Aquila and Priscilla, they're there now, uh, their home being in Ephesus. And while they're there, they run into a man named Apollos. And we're going to see now that even though they run into Apollos, we're going to see the spiritual knowledge and the spiritual influence that this couple has upon other people within the church, specifically on this occasion, Apollos. And so we're going to continue reading now in verses 24 through 26. Now a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord, though, here's the problem, he knew only of the baptism of John. So he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, when Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. Before I talk about Aquila and Priscilla and what they do here, I want to highlight Apollos for just a second because he was a great man. Apollos, he was eloquent. That is, he was an awesome public speaker. He knew how to communicate to the people whom he spoke to. He also knows the scriptures very well from what Luke says here. He was fervent of the spirit, referring to his enthusiasm and his zeal and the gladness that he brought to other people. And he would be a man that we would look to, that we would ask for him to come and hold us a gospel meeting. He'd be one of those guys and we would enjoy his presence. He would be a man who would build up the congregation. But even though he was a great man, Luke says he was dead wrong when it came to baptism. He only knew of the baptism of John. And so there's an occasion here that Luke records of how he was speaking in the synagogue 
Aquila and Priscilla happened to be there on this particular occasion, and I'm sure they were enjoying his teaching until it came to him talking about the baptism of John. And to them, it just raised red flags, and they knew that they needed to explain things to him regarding the correct baptism. And so this implied something about this couple, about Aquila and Priscilla. It implied that they knew the truth. And they knew the truth well enough to correct a false doctrine. It's one thing to know the truth, but it's another thing to be able to to correct a false doctrine. And that's important with couples in the church. It's important for a husband and a wife to know the scriptures. In fact, it provides the best groundwork for marriage. It helps place God as a number one priority in that marriage. And then as a husband and wife, they can pass that knowledge on to their children as their family grow. Well, seeing that Apollos did not teach the correct baptism, we see here that Aquila and Priscilla, they take him aside afterwards in order to help him to understand the truth about the correct baptism. And, and they did this in a private setting here. And it was, it was a setting to where there would be no type of public humiliation whatsoever uh, in front of other people. They used a tactic. They used strategy when, uh, when teaching him the truth. Now, I don't think that when Aquila and Priscilla brought Apollos to the side to teach him the truth, I don't think it was Aquila that did all the teaching while Priscilla was there silent the whole time. And it's because they worked at a team and Priscilla was very involved as a woman of the church to help teach the truth because it says they both took him aside and taught the way more perfectly unto him. And as a woman, it shows the value of Priscilla, it shows the value of women in the church because sisters, you have, you are, you can be very effective in teaching the truth within the congregation and to others in the community who need the truth. You can work alongside your husband as a team and make great things happen and build each other up. And that's a great thing that we see that happens here. And so this is what they do to Apollos, and he took it very well. He opened up his heart to the truth because of Aquila and Priscilla. And do you know the impact that that had on Apollos? Well, it had a huge impact on on Apollos. Not only just him, but it had a huge impact on the church too. Look at what he does as he takes that truth about the baptism of Jesus with him. We're going to continue now in verses 27 and 28. And when he desired to cross Achaia, talking about Apollos here, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him. And when he arrived, he greatly helped those who had believed through grace, for he vigorously refuted the Jews publicly, showing from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. Apollos, he goes over to Acacia, or or that's Greece, to do some preaching and the church writes a letter of recommendation. They send him on his way and he does some great things. Now, sometime later, Paul will go on another missionary journey while, and while he's in Ephesus, he, he will write to the church 
at Corinth, the first epistle to the church in Corinth. Now remember, Aquila and Priscilla, they used to live in Corinth. And so Paul is in Ephesus writing the first letter to the Corinthians. And I want to make mention of something that happened in Corinth at this point. Because first of all, in Achaia, which is a region uh, in the city, uh, which includes the city of Corinth, Apollos apparently does quite well. When Apollos, uh, when Paul rather, wrote to the brethren there in Corinth in that first epistle to them, he mentioned that the church had divided into, into various groups. And he mentioned four separate groups. And he mentioned that they had been divided, really, if you, if you boil it down to it, kind of their favorite preachers. He says, some of you are following Paul. Some of you are following Peter. Some of you are following Apollos. And some of you are following Jesus. But when Paul mentions Apollos along with them, that tells me what kind of a preacher Apollos was. People were esteeming him to Peter and Paul and even Jesus. And I would, I would just like to mention that Aquila and Priscilla are at least somewhat responsible for his success. They were the ones who corrected his misunderstanding, and they are the ones who helped in sending him on his way. And so that's what happens with their interaction with Apollos while they're in Ephesus. But there's one more thing that I want to mention about this couple as they're there in Ephesus. You read 1 Corinthians Chapter uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 19. At the very end of this letter, Paul is sending some greetings um, from Ephesus to Corinth, and he says this. He says, The churches of Asia greet you. Aquila and Priscilla greet you heartily in the Lord with the church that is in their house. We find the church in Ephesus is meeting in the house of Aquila and Priscilla. And it fits to what we know about these two. They have extended their hospitality, not just to Paul in Corinth, but to the brethren in Ephesus saying, come and you can, we can worship in our house. And not only that, but with them greeting the brethren, it shows their joint love for other brethren too at other places and in other congregations in different regions and cities. They loved the brotherhood. So from Ephesus, it seems like at this time as we kind of progress on the timeline that Aquila and Priscilla, they go back to Rome. And here in Romans chapter 16, uh, beginning in verse number three, on the mound in verse number five, it says, uh, Paul writing here again, it says, Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who risked their own necks for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. I believe at this particular time, the degree or the decree rather for the Jews to leave Rome, that's kind of stopped now as they feel safe to return back to Rome. They go back in the church in Rome. Well, they're meeting in the home of Aquila and Priscilla there. We also find in this passage that at some point, 
they actually risked their lives to save Paul somewhere along the line. Now, we don't have any details about that. It's just this kind of this, this passing reference where Paul says, they risked their lives for me. But it shows that they had enough faith in the Lord to put their lives at risk for the sake of the gospel and for the sake of their other brethren in the Lord. That is something. And that shows their love. Not Aquila on his own and not Priscilla on her own. But together, they put themselves on the line so that God's message could be taken into some of the most difficult mission fields of the Mediterranean world. This couple was devoted. And what a fine couple they, we've seen so far. And that's pretty much all we know from this passage. We move chronologically down the line now through their lives and we find that they eventually leave Rome and they actually go back to Ephesus. And uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 19 says, Greet Priscilla and Aquila and the household of Anesiphorus. And um, when Paul wrote Timothy, Timothy at this time was in Ephesus. And from this, we can imply that Aquila and Priscilla were there too. And some believe the reason why they had left Rome was because of another persecution that arose in Rome where they again had to flee from Rome. When Paul wrote this, though, it was about 16 years from up until this point to back when he first met Aquila and Priscilla. And I'm sure Paul held them dearly to his heart and after spending much time with this wonderful couple who took him in and spent time ministering to the church with them. And this is really the last thing we know about this great couple in the Lord. And you read about a couple like this. And oh, it is so encouraging. A great team in the church. Imagine having a team like that in the congregation. Do you have teams like that here? Are you one of those teams? I want, to, I want you to look at your marriage for a moment. And consider the example and Aquila and Priscilla. And I'm going to ask you a few questions. Are you working with your spouse as a team that serves this congregation? What things are you doing to work within the congregation? What things can you do? to help the congregation? Are you working together to grow in your knowledge of God's word? Are you using your marriage in a way that encourages others within the congregation? Are you using some of your resources to help promote the growth of this congregation? Are you using your home as a place to extend some form of hospitality to your brethren? 
and I could go on and on about questions to, to pose to you, I do not stand up here and say that I'm doing everything because there are things that I'm working on. I'm not perfect. And none of us are. There is always room for growth, but there is always room for growth for the greater good of helping others and promoting the growth within the congregation in God's church. The church needs more couples like Aquila and Priscilla. And if you are not one of those couples, then there is no better time to start than right now. Sit with your spouse. Brainstorm with them. What can you do for the congregation? Have that moment. Have that time that you discuss that. How can you make a positive impact? How can, how can your efforts encourage others in the congregation? You don't have to start big. You don't. It could be small things. It could be time just spent with others, another family in the congregation, maybe around a meal. It could be some reaching out to someone who needs assistance or who need, simply needs a prayer. It doesn't have to be big, but little things make big impacts, don't they? They do. And you, in your marriage, can do just that. And chances are, when you become more involved in, the, in these kinds of works as a team, your team is going to grow stronger. Your marriage will benefit from it. Your family will grow spiritually because of it. There are so many benefits to doing just that. And so, I'm so thankful that we can read about a couple within the scriptures, Aquila and Priscilla, and say, I want to be a team like that. I want the church to grow. I want others to be built up in the congregation. And so I leave these words with you this morning. And I hope that, that maybe you've been encouraged, just as I have, through this simple study of this wonderful couple within the church. And I challenge you, be that couple. Be that couple if you aren't. If you are that couple... What other things can you do? What other things? There's no negative consequences for doing what you can for the church and for your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. It is a win-win situation. And so I leave these things with you this morning. And I hope you've been edified and God's name has been glorified. We thank you for listening to our podcast put on by the Church of Christ at 2215 Plans Road in Bakersfield. If you would like any additional information or you would like to receive a free Bible correspondence course by mail, please email us at info at churchofchristbakersfield.com. Our service times are Sundays at 1030 a.m. and 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 730 p.m. Please make plans to join us. We would love for you to be our honored guest.